Hello, thank you for tuning back in and giving us your time and energy into listening to our show. The topic of this episode is turning the negative into the positive. Negative energy is something nobody wants to feel, even when that feeling is strong and overtakes everything else. It's bad air to be in and around. And it's also a difficult challenge to shift your perspective into thinking the glass is half full rather than half empty. Whether it's an internal or external entity that brings about this negativity, it's up to you on how you deal with it. Some fights are much more difficult than others, and sometimes it's not even fair. But that's the time when you are given the opportunity to showcase your strengths and prevail. The ball is in your court. There is no easy out button to press when these situations arise, but the higher the walls, the steeper the hills, the harder the challenges, the tougher you're going to become. So we have to train ourselves in our ways of thinking to battle through trying times and to not let the demons win. So how will you turn that negative sign into a positive one? Thank you so much for lending us your ears and enjoy. All right, welcome to Wise Thoughts episode five. Did something a little bit different, which is going to connect to the theme of today, which is turning a negative to a positive. So first and foremost, I'm going to start off with this episode number five with kind of like, I guess, my thoughts on the words positive and negative, right? I've heard a lot of times that, A, be positive, be positive, think of the positive side, look at the brighter side of things. But I would say in my more recent times, maybe the last five to 10 years of my life, I've come to realize that positive and negative are equally necessary. And the interesting thing that I see is if you look at it symbolically, right, uh, negative is noted by a minus sign, right? And positive is noted by a plus sign. And the thing that I always noticed about it to help me understand positivity and negativity is inside of a plus sign, the negative is there, you know? So I understand the whole, and it goes into this good or bad thing. I don't really think personally that certain things are inherently good or bad, right? I'm messing around with a little keyboard right now so I could just play little notes, right? Just to change up the format of this. So when I was setting up this keyboard, there was a lot of noise going on around me or just setting up to record this podcast. There was a lot of noise. And of course, the mind, right? The mind of mine was thinking, oh, man, I want to record this podcast, but there's all this noise and stuff around me. Then I hooked up my keyboard. I was like, hey, let me try something different. You know, I usually play the guitar or talk straight, but I hit record on one channel on this keyboard. And then I'm recording with the mic, right? And I noticed that some of the keys right here, you hear it, right? They're not that responsive. So I was bugging out for a minute, but then I was like, you know what? Let me use this. And when I say bugging out, I was starting to think negative, but nothing really negative happened. Yeah, some of the keys on this MIDI keyboard are not working right, right? But there's a whole octave. That's fine. So I can use the octave up and octave down, go lower. And just play that one octave and I'm glad that I have the ability to do that and sometimes these limitations or when something doesn't go right we perceive it as negative so connecting that back to the way I'm gonna break this down is to me when you see things positive or a plus sign it contains the minus sign it contains both and If you take a negative or a minus sign and kind of slash it straight down the middle, it creates a positive sign. So what I think is things are what they are 
And then the other thing I want to mention is neutrality, which is a state of no charge. You know, I'm definitely not a science expert, but if something gives a negative charge, electron, positive charge, proton, neutral charge, or like a zero, neuron, right? So I look at those as those are the components. If you look, I guess the word is atomically, right? At things on a small level or on the microscopic level, it's all there. So I don't really believe it's about like having a perfectly positive life all the time or having a perfectly negative life. It's about balancing these charges and these energies. And think of emotions that we feel, right? Maybe that's anger. We could say anger is a negative emotion, but like, are you gonna never ever get angry? Now, you may feel a response to anger and then not automatically respond to it. So say like you witness something that gets you upset, but you choose not to act on that. There's still that moment, right? This is always boiling down to awareness for me on just like knowing what it is. So say I walk down the street, I see something happen. Maybe like, you know, I've witnessed this. I seen like a dude begging for change or something and I was driving and then got into some altercation and some dude like hooked off on him and punched him and the dude scurried away, right? So I seen part of this and my initial reaction, right? I'm, I mind you, I'm driving. I'm, I'm just moving through a green light. And I saw this dude who I've seen in the neighborhood, you know, beg for change on or ask for money or whatnot on the service road of the highway. So me just seeing that snapshot while I was moving through probably 15 seconds at max, right? During the whole time when he was in sight to out of sight, there was some altercation. The dude got punched and scurried off. I was like, oh shit, that's a negative thing. Violence is wrong, right? And I guess what I'm understanding is I have no idea what happened. And a lot of times we're given a snapshot of an experience or a situation or a story or a skewed perspective, and we're putting our, I guess, thoughts onto it. This is negative. This is positive. But like, do we really know? Do we really know? Now, I'll tell you this. I'm someone who's been through some violent situations and survived. And now that I look back on it, times that I went through it, like, you know, I went through getting stabbed. I went through my own shit, right? Like, everybody's faced their own things. Right. And I used to think at that time, oh, man, that was negative. You know, people tried to rob me. People tried to do this. And then like I was able to look back at those moments through retrospect and be like, wow, those were awakening moments. And when I looked back on it, you know, hindsight 2020. Right. I then realized in my, I guess, newer understanding of times later on that. This isn't really negative. It was like an awakening. It was necessary. So I say this to say that a lot of times it's all in perspective and perception on what is negative. And this is an internal thing, right? On how you look at things, whatever's happening to you. So today when there was noise going on around me and I couldn't record the podcast maybe for an hour or so ago, I just was like, all right, I'm going to turn on some YouTube drums and I'm going to shed out, you know, on the guitar. And then I shed out for like 25 minutes. Then I was kind of looking at seeing what's up with this controller, studying some information on it. And then I was like, okay, things have gotten quiet enough. I was like, let me close the windows to reduce the noise from outside coming in and let me rock out with that, right? Someone or even myself could have said, Hey, that was a negative situation with the noise around me. But I was just like, nah, it's all right. This keyboard that I have, maybe it's repairable, maybe it's not, you know? And I could think, oh, it's a negative thing. And I'm like, nah, it's, it's just, it is what it is. And I know maybe in the past I would have looked at this like, hey, this is a neutral setting or this is, you know, me striving to label something but then I realized when it comes to negative and positive right it's really perception 
And no matter what, you're going to have some form of perception on something based on whatever that is, your experience. And how I've come to look at it is looking at purpose. Can you see the purpose in what's happening? And in seeing that purpose, allow yourself to simply recognize the meaning in it. I've always heard it's like a lesson or a blessing. And when I do these podcasts and the vlogs and all this stuff, this really isn't, uh, honestly speaking, advice. I know it could be easily looked at as advice, but I don't really see it as that. I just feel like I'm sharing my thoughts and articulating those thoughts in a certain way that makes sense or doesn't even make sense is just within me and then somehow this could relate, right? So I have my partner, the other why. She hits me up with a couple questions because I just, I'm a kind of sailboat character where I'm just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rock on this. This is the topic. Sometimes I'll come up with a theme, but I always bounce the ideas off of other individuals because the goal is for this to provide some form of service within yourself, not meaning that I am helping you, but maybe triggering something that allows you to feel like you're helping yourself or you to feel better about yourself or handle a situation that you're dealing with within just existing. You know, and when within that existence, I'm able to find some form of purpose, right? And this form of purpose is now something that inspires me to keep on creating and moving forward. So right now, I'm recording this by myself. I normally record this with a uh, another person present and they're keep, keeping time of it. But now that I'm recording on my home studio setup, I see, okay, I'm at 11 minutes. So it's going to be a different kind of energy. And yesterday we shot four vlog episodes and we left the adapter to plug the mic into the phone, right? And once again, I was like, all right, is this really a negative thing? So we tested it without using the mic and just using the phone mic that was connected, not using the external mic, pardon me. And then we were like, all right, it sounds good enough. Let's do it. And we ended up shooting four of those vlogs, getting some lunch. And we didn't have time to record a podcast yesterday. So once again, I'm kind of taking this it is what it is stance. I'm still recognizing energy and how it feels. But I'm just looking at it as I'm going to utilize my perception to gain the most out of the situation. And for me... That's like taking a pause and going to stillness and say, all right, this is what it is. How am I going to choose to look at this and treat this moment as an opportunity? So even if I don't like what's going on or the energy feels quote unquote negative, how do I use that energy to motivate myself? And it's not always about being productive or doing something. Sometimes it's about standing still. And I did my best to like plan certain things and be like, all right, I'm going to be regimented. I'm going to do this. You know, I had this whole thing that I read in all these, these books or whatnot. A, wake up at, you know, whatever success mindset, wake up at. 5 36 and get it going and do this and this and that and you know do this but I realized for me and especially seeing the way the world is shifting and how things are moving in America it's like you got to kind of follow the beat of your own drum because not every day is going to be like that and if you're going to punish yourself beat yourself up or perceive so let's just say this I wanted to get up at 5 30 right I told myself I'm going to get up at 5 30 let's say I woke up at 6 and then nodded off and got up at seven, right? What, what, what am I going to do? What benefit it is, is it to punish myself for that and be like, damn, bro, you didn't get up at five, you're up at seven. 
you know, but I could also give myself, this isn't about lying to oneself. It's about looking at the perspective. I could be like, man, you know what? I'm glad I'm still up at seven. I'm thankful for that. And maybe I'm going to just use this time to recognize what it is and just be in tune with it. That's why I feel like it's not so much what happens to you, but how you perceive what happens to you. How do you, how are you programmed, you know? And for me, growing up, there was definitely like, you know, my pops kind of, in my perception, right? I even have to always acknowledge, you know, I might look at his outlook as kind of a pessimistic thing because he would be like, hey, why are you doing this? Or, oh, there's no money in music or this, right? And then now I don't look at it as that it's a bad thing. I'm like, that's, it is what it is. That's what he might believe. Now, all of us have to listen to ourselves. And, you know, just like anybody listening to this, you know, I have times I look through podcasts, I look through, read books, self-help things, but eventually we all got to take accountability and accept what is our truth. So that's why once again, in this podcast, I'm just speaking my truth to myself to reinforce these ideas within my being. And if they so happen to connect to anybody in any way, that's cool. The vlogs, if you look at them, are about, you know, anywhere from five to like 10 minutes. And then these podcasts are a lot longer. So sometimes I feel the need like, oh, okay, the podcast got to be 30 minutes or it should be close to an hour, right? It's creating preconceived notions. But now what I do is I just flow with it. So however long this particular podcast is, I'm going to allow it to be such. But I did the pre-production work of setting up this mic right now, having this keyboard thing. Right? To just allow me to create in a different way. And even though this is the fifth episode, to take a new approach to it and allow it to be what it is. So I'm going to get to some of the points that Yuri wrote down. Shout out to Yuri. And I'm going to just run through them. The first point that she went or wrote down that I kind of went into a little bit are she wrote actions are an internal reflection of the self self-reflection so how I'm taking this and you know I could easily look at this the cat is walking over the keyboard <laughs> but boom you know but I'm gonna just let it be <laughs> she didn't hit stop nice so actions are internal reflections of self and self-reflection so this is a philosophy I was building with Yuri on yesterday. I see everything external as a reflection of the internal. This is just the way I choose to see it. And I just feel like that which is in your internal state reflects within the external. So to put it even simpler, the external is a manifestation of the internal. So... I don't see any separation between myself and other people. Now, I know they're their own entity and I'm my own entity, but take it on a little literal level, right? I'm talking, there's air in between me, uh, a wall in between me, then some air, and then maybe a million miles in between you and I, right? But eventually, there's a thread that could connect us, literally, right? Like, think of it if there's a person like uh, in Manhattan, I'm in Queens right now, right? The air I'm literally connected to and the waves of energy, I can make a connection to anything. So we're not separated. The molecules in my body are connected to the molecules in the air, in the trees, in the wind that are constantly in motion. So that motion... is something constant. And for that, I do my best to feel connected to everything that's happening to me, especially that in the external. I look at it like it's a lesson or a blessing. And then I choose to say, well, there's certain things I have no control of. It's, it's a great scripture I've always liked. Something that's like, give me the ability to recognize and change that which I have the power to. And allow me to recognize and see the purpose in the things that I cannot change. So allowing myself to 
just feel the benefits of that, right? And what this does for me is it takes a weight off of me, metaphorically, like off of my shoulders. It's just like, all right, everything is showing me something. Every moment is a gem. If I could see the gem, it's like a, a puzzle, right? Or searching for a hidden clue. I always... I shouldn't say always felt, but I have I have now or at the current moment felt that there's always a gem in every single moment. And if I could stand still, return to stillness and see the gem and feel the gem in it, then I could see purpose within the moment. And I'm going to lead this into the next point that Yuri wrote down. Negative feelings coming out because uh, you care and accepting the truth. How I take that is, and you know, all I could do is perceive what she's writing and react to it, right? Is, let's just say I'm like, ah, the government's fucked up. There's all these things, or yo, people are being oppressed, which is true. Now, I don't want to numb myself out to like, not care about others, because I am a person that's like, well, you know what? I wish freedom for all beings, and you know, I wish the best for all of us. But I've also understood that when you care about something so much, especially something external that you might not have control over. So what, what do I have control over in that situation if, if the government is an oppressive force, right? I, as an individual, can treat people with respect and not put them down, right? And if I do the personal work and take on the responsibility to not put other people down and see the light in every moment or find the lesson or the blessing, even if I don't agree with them. You know, it's just being open-minded. And also, I don't have to align myself to someone else's views to show love. You know, someone could think, hey, you know, our government's the best thing ever. Why would I choose to get into a debate with that person? Because a lot of times these debates are convincing things, right? But if I could just learn from that person respect their perspective and still keep my own that's a way that i'm able to overcome being controlled by emotions like i'm not looking to numb myself out and not feel and at the same time i'm not looking to follow everybody else's route i think all of us have to trust ourselves to a degree and of course you're going to make mistakes we're going to change our perceptions that's what growth is we're in a constant state of growth and i think in this time the growth has, at least for myself, been happening happening really rapidly. And I just feel it's a time to make quantum leaps if you choose it to be that. So how I'm looking at it is doing these podcasts, facing these challenges, dealing with housing challenges, dealing with financial challenges, dealing with my own vices and ways to go. They are what they are. And I'm going to Look at all of them as they're all teaching me and showing me something about myself and providing value. And in that, I'm able to deal with things in a way that allows me to extract something out of it, even if I don't quote unquote like it or if it's perceived by my perception as negative. But I also say, once again, that is what it is. And I'm not here to give answers. I'm here to just give my reflections on some of these thoughts. So the punchline or the theme of this episode is once again, turning negative into positive. How I'm looking at it is a plus sign or a positive has negativity contained within it. Stillness is a neutral charge. How can we balance, you know, negativity, positivity, and neutrality? all in equal moments and all with equal value, not to say one is better or worse than the other. And that's it. You know, you take it one step at a time. You take it one motion and you take it one moment, you know, just each moment by moment, breath by breath. And then you can deduce what this means for yourself because I think all of us have questions and answers within us. So when all these questions and answers are within us, 
if you do the research, it's almost like looking for a treasure. That treasure is always within us. And I think at times that we feel not powerful or weak is like we feel that we need to find something that is not within us or not within our capability. And when I learn something, I'm under the perception that I've unlocked something that was already there. It's just like, think of it when you read a book or you know a recipe, right? Maybe you have all the ingredients sitting in your refrigerator, but when you look at the recipe, you find a way to put together those ingredients in a way you've never done so before to make a new recipe. So I feel that there's, we have all the ingredients and the external or life or experience or what else happens out of your own mind's eye, it's constantly throwing you recipes, but we have to decide what we're going to cook, what we're going to bake. I'm going into the next point. To utilize outlets to balance yourself, not letting the negative take control. And for me, that shows up with like meditation, exercise, physical activity, and locking in on that tip. So when you're feeling something, and you know, let me refer back to myself, when I'm feeling something that's like non-beneficial, so what does non-beneficial mean? Like, so say there's an emotion, a thought, or an occurrence that is serving me in no way that is helping me or providing any value. Then what tools do I have to make that minus into a plus or to create it to be something beneficial? So if you're seeing the point of it, then you can extract value from it. So I look at it like this, back to what I said earlier. Sometimes I used to think, oh, I got to get up and do this. And this is my morning routine. And this is exactly what it is. But now I'm learning that I have several tools. So if it's like a toolbox, I got like 10 things. So then sometimes it's about looking at what's there and figuring out the specific thing I need to use for the current situation and then having access to those things and those tools and then using the appropriate one when you see it's fit. Now this, I'm going to explain it on a literal level in case that goes overhead. So let's just say you were fixing a speaker and to open the back of the speaker, you needed a screwdriver, but you had a wrench right? You're going to need a screwdriver to get to that. So no matter how many wrenches I give you other things that are not there, the appropriate tool will handle the situation. Now, if I need a screwdriver and I have a wrench and I'm trying to open it with the wrench, should I blame the wrench for being not a screwdriver or should I try to melt the iron of a wrench into a screwdriver and form it, right? That would be pretty ridiculous. You find the right tool for the right situation. And I'm air quoting with the word right. I just feel like take accountability, do you or I do me to the point where then my energy is like, yo, I'm getting something out of this. So right now I'm looking at the timer. I'm at 27 minutes and 43 so I'm like right just playing something <laughs> because I felt like doing that I was like all right let me I spoke for a while without having a sound so let me bring back that sound right and I don't think things are like accidents or mistakes I feel like everything is it's almost like a formula if you can check the movie Pi it kind of breaks down to this but it's not about being like Nostradamus where I could predict everything and I could know this is this but it's about having enough tools that I can use to deal with whatever situation and trust just like you I deal with all types of stuff 
and all types of crap. Some things that I like and some things that I don't, right? That's just always the cycle of life. So in order to do that, I also look at when I feel emotions not to be a slave to my emotions. How I've been addressing them is almost like feeling that they're clouds, right? So I describe it as if I look at the sky and it's a clear blue sky, there could be clouds that pass by and those are like thoughts. So for example, there might be these nice fluffy looking clouds that I really like. Or there might be these thunderstorm clouds that are rumbling, blocking the sun, overcast. But are the thunder clouds negative and the puffy clouds positive? Nah, because look at it like this. The rain clouds bring down rain in a thunderstorm that water plants and do things. It rained earlier today and that watered the plants I got in the back. So it's just one less time. So was the thunder and the rumbling and that negative? So when we experience certain emotions, it's like we're moving around through this whole planet and this whole world through situations, through day-to-day experiences, through life experiences, through the chatter of our own mind, through people being around us or through isolation even a lot in these times. And things aren't so black and white. I love the color gray Because it's that gray area where things are what they are. Like, you know, before when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, I got to get everything positive in my life or I have to get to a place where things are, quote unquote, all good. But that's just not realistic. But what I can do is be able to deal with situations by identifying their purpose and understanding the lesson or the blessing within it. So a couple tangible tools that I have are stillness. And I think this could fall under the guise of meditation. Because for me, meditation is just being aware of what's going on with my mind, making sure I'm in a level of non-distraction, not being stimulated and noticing what's arising. Like meditation doesn't have to be me going, which, you know, I've done and I have done and I will continue to do. But to me, it doesn't have to be that way. It's really about awareness. And then physical exercise, it's just something where I've learned, you know, the term dopamine and the same way you can get dopamine from drugs or substances, you can stimulate dopamine very easily through exercise. So like, maybe you just need to stop and do like 30 push-ups or whatever you can. And if you don't exercise, maybe five push-ups or walk around the block. There's ways to actually trigger that dopamine or whatever feelings you want and sometimes that gives you this zen flow and even now doing this for i'm looking at the timer over 30 minutes i'm kind of in like a hypnotic state because i've been locking in i've been addressing this thing i'm going at my own pace i'm riffing like i do with music understanding like what energy so if my energy is all over the place I might riff like and if my energy is very subtle I might riff like positive and one riff negative nah they were are what they are and the reason i'm using the music in this episode is like to express that which cannot be said so you know i'm talking all these shit on this podcast and vlogs and all that right but at the end of it all it's just a vibration and it's really me talking to myself so tools these are what i do And I also know that like, it's like the truth, right? If somebody goes, hey, this is what happened to me. And another person goes, this is what happened, right? They both are looking at things from their perspective. But in order to see what the truth is, the truth is basically absent of our perception. Because 
one person might, let me just call it person blue and person red. One person, let's just say I listen to person blue and person red, and I hear person's red story and I hear person blue. Maybe I am more drawn or my perception connects to person blue more. And I'm like, nah, blue is right, red is wrong, right? And then someone else hears the same exact thing and they're like, nah, I vibe with person red, person blue is wrong, right? And this is where we go on to this loop and these cycle of debates and whatnot. Now I'm looking at it like this now. I may vibe with blue, but I'm open to red and what red says may be the truth for red. And I also know that I don't really know. My, my favorite quote in life has been, I don't know. A symbol that I use in my moniker, why, is a question mark because I don't have any tattoos, but if I would get one, it would probably be a question marker. I don't know. Because we have this thing as humans where like we kind of want to be right. We want to know things, but what do we really know? If knowledge is infinite and these things are there, are you any closer so if something is infinite, no ending. If you picked up a million gems, you're not any closer to the end than if you only have one. So that's why I realized that the more you accumulate, the more you have, or the more you quote unquote level up, you're never any closer to the end. So why feel like there isn't something to learn? And what I also like about the question mark is it represents curiosity to me. So... You know, maybe you felt one way. We are contradictory beings. We contradict each other all the times. And we see what's up. So now I'm going to go into some questions Yuri dropped. And the first question is, when did you realize anger wasn't the answer and how? I think like all of us, I experienced anger for whatever reason. And what I noticed more than being angry is like, you know, that state of anger, it's just not a healthy way to be so take it like this if i'm angry and i'm yelling at somebody and i keep yelling watch my voice will get hoarse i will get tense i'm gonna move with a certain energy that's it it takes a lot of energy to be angry so i'm not about not feeling anger but i'm about channeling that anger so let's just say i got that anger energy instead of yelling at somebody look i guarantee it run around, take a jog or something. Eventually, maybe you need to run for five miles and that's when it, the anger will subside. But you could use that anger energy almost like how fire can fuel a furnace. So for me, the way I've dealt with anger when it occurs, right, through systems, even like I said earlier today, I'm like, oh, some of these keys are messed up on the keyboard. I just was like, nah, bro, get through it, recognize it, stay still. And then, you know, I did some planks, I did some exercise. I just use that energy to the point where I'm transcending the emotion. So that's kind of how I deal with that. And what it is for me is asking myself what's beneficial that doesn't lead to regret or whatever. And then from there, I take it. Next question is... How does one find that glimpse of light when everything seems to be wrong? To me, that glimpse is like the purpose. And if you could find the purpose in what you are experiencing, it doesn't bother you as much. It just doesn't bother you. And you kind of focus on yourself versus other people. And that's what you got to do. Like care about people, love other people, do whatever you got to do. But know that like at the end of it all, you got to deal with yourself and I think what it is, is for me is like, I'm not in the business of putting nobody down, disrespecting anybody, but I'm able to see purpose in things that I don't like and things that I don't want to experience. And I'm able to move on. And I think in seeing the purpose is just what allows me to move on. All right. Next question is, how do you become hopeful? Hopeful. You know, once again, these things like transcending anger, feeling hopeful. I think it's all a state of being. You know, you can be hopeful no matter what the situation is. Like, you know, you can go through some rough stuff, like what's going on right now with the shutdown. And I'm like, well, eventually things will open up, but if they don't, oh well. 
you know, because sometimes you wait for something and we put something to rely on our happiness. So right now in this place, we're banned from traveling to a lot of countries, like a lot of countries right now we're not allowed to go to because of COVID. So if you take that, like, all right, I'm like, all right, well, I got to deal with this stuff that's local right now. I don't, I might not necessarily like it, but I just see, all right, all right, that's what it is. And now I'm technically hopeful that things are going to open up, but like, if they don't, I'm going to still find a way to my happiness or whatever's going to happen. You know, I look at it like, man, this, this, this whole world could blow up in a second. All of this could go, nothing's guaranteed. And then I think what happens is I'm grateful for the situation, regardless of what it is. So that's what it is. I, I would say it's more expressing gratitude than feeling hopeful. Cause I think hopeful for me means like I need certain things to happen. Like, Oh, when I get this money or when I do this or when I move here, or when I go there now, like everybody, I have my goals and that, and I move toward them every single day. But I look at it like, well, if it doesn't happen, at least I'm thankful that I moved toward it. And there's certain things, once again, that are not in my control. And I think that that's keeping humble. And I think it's expecting that, look, certain things are going to work out the way you planned and it might go beyond your expectations, right? So some of the unexpected things are are great, but also like if I need happiness, if I need this external thing to happen or I, I hope for a better day. Now, I do believe that we are getting more aware and getting more open to things, but that's something that I think is on an individual. And for me, it's just like, I'm thankful for the rainy days, the quote unquote negative things, the times that are rough. You know, I just see a gem in it. And if you find a gem in the moment, then things don't bother me as much. So like what I feel is good about this time, even though like we're banned from traveling this, I'm like, this is a great time to notice yourself and make changes in yourself that maybe are sliding under the radar happening and unawareness so that's that one next one is how do you go from hate to love especially when there is all of the validation to be hateful <laughs> yeah this is this is a good ones because i'm always gonna defact see i i just keep hacking the question because i don't really see things in good or bad and wrong or right i don't you know so there are things that i dislike and maybe hate, you know, like oppression or whatever, right? So for me, the perspective I hold on is a lot of this shit is none of my business. So let's take something that maybe I, you know, hate is a strong word, but let me let, let me stick to the question and use it. So say I hate when people are murdered or killed or raped. These are things, yo, I'm definitely not for that. Not at all, right? I hate when people are are attacked or, you know, violently dissed or, or shit on. You know, these are things that I don't like, right? Now, this goes on in the world. Violence happens. People get murdered, assaulted, all the things I mentioned, right? I look at it like this. Did I perpetuate that in any way within myself? Like, how am I being accountable for how I feel? So am I just looking at this idea? Like, let's just take war, right? War leads to a lot of those things that I mentioned I quote unquote hate. So if I keep my focus on war and I'm like, oh, you know, U.S. is bombing all these countries. We're doing this, right? I'm going to bring that war up in myself. And guess what? I might be prone to act certain ways. So let's just say I'm like, oh, yeah, war is wrong. Yeah. And, you know, the thing I liked about this question Yuri asked is, the validation of hate yo we gotta we gotta do this because you know the military's doing this and that and you know if you fight fire with fire you just burn everything down you know you have to come at something with or i choose to come at something like if you're you're dealing with a fire you got to come with water to out the fire if that's the goal right if you're gonna just hate that there's war and hate the people standing for war and just hate them you're gonna walk around full of hate and you know i've been there i think all of us have been there and guess what if you're walking around with that hate aura or that that glow that has fueled by hate 
then you could easily do something that you regret and you do not want to deal with. And then you have remorse, regret, and then you're going to want to punish yourself because you're going to do something that isn't really beneficial to you. So how I look at it is, is it really beneficial to hate? Is it beneficial to myself or others? And once again, when you feel these feelings, I don't think, or for me, it's ain't about denying it. It's about feeling it fully. So say, once again, I'll go back. Okay, the government is being militarized. They're causing wars. They're attacking peaceful protesters, right? This is real stuff going on in here. Am I going to choose to hate the people doing that? Nah. What I do is I, I'm, I know that when I did fuck shit or I did shit that was from a place of hate, that was because I was conditioned or I went through some trauma or some experience. And now I'm able to look at people who carry out activities that I don't vibe with or I dislike or whatnot. And I'm just like, oh, they've gone through something. Because when you're in a certain frequency of love or what I define as love, you tend to move beyond it. So it just, you know, another scripture I'm going to quote is that kingdom is not of this earth. I'm not really somebody who, I don't think this realm is the end all be all. And maybe that's why I'm able to deal with it. But I do feel that there's, it's important because before I used to be like, man, fuck this place in terms of this realm. I'm like, this realm is so full of bullshit, chaos, pain, hate, this and this. I don't even want to be a part of it. But I see like this is a way that it's refining me, that my spirit is manifesting in this realm for a level of refinement. And um, I've checked out some cool stuff that talked about like other realms where things are all positive and it's almost like a stiff world. So like imagine a world where let's say everybody was nice, everybody was kind everybody treated everyone with respect and there was no like I have to level up or I have to grow you know what'll happen it would be so homogenous and that's why I'm hearing that this realm of earth is a very special realm because we experience both sides but they're part of one thing if you look at the yin yang symbol that everything contains its opposite and that's the truth so that's what I'm looking at it and you know for me love the word has such a different meaning because a lot of times people like ah love and you know that love is blind thing for me love maybe is better referred to as truth to live within my truth and what I hold as truth is changing and changes and what someone else holds as truth is changing so that's where it is and and you know I feel everybody's got to do what they got to do And if it negatively impacts yourself or others, notice it and make the adjustments and don't not feel the negative or that, but find a way to channel it to quote unquote, make the lemon to lemonade or gather the rainwater or turn the the heat of a hundred degree sun into some solar energy, right? You can transform it. And I think that comes with taking accountability and recognizing yourself. I'm going to go on to the next question. How do you become a bigger person and be positive and proactive? See, once again, I love these questions because when you say positive, it's like turning negative to positive, right? And this is a quote from my boy Matthew Hall. He said, you don't have to be anything. You just have to be. It's almost like your existence is valid. And I don't necessarily, you know, people say, hey, take the high road, you know, be positive for this. I just say be true to yourself or be real. That maybe would be the way that I'm flipping that question. So I think being real, being aware, and knowing what the outcome of certain things were. So I might be screaming at the top of my lungs, yo, feed the homeless, right? Which is a a great concept, but the way that I'm saying that, what is me yelling at the top of my lungs, feed the homeless this, but if I don't say a word, break some of my food in half and go to a homeless person, which I've done on many occasions, or hand out some money to somebody, and even if that person goes and buys drugs instead of food, I'm just like, yo, I just wish them whatever, you know, I gave money to this dude on the side of the highway, yesterday and you know he looked clearly like he was drunk 
and probably going to buy some more liquor. Like, who knows? See, this is my perception. Who knows? But I still was like, I got no clue what this guy is going to do. And matter of fact, it's none of my business whether he buys food or buys drugs or does whatever with it. It's just like my job is to show at that moment I felt compassion and showed love. So that's what I did. And, you know, another person could say, hey, that didn't do a person any better. You just enabled him to buy another bottle. I'm like, all right, well, that's on him. That's not on me. You know what I mean? That's just all peace. So I'm noticing, you see, this negative, positive, this wrong, right? You know, they exist with each other. Good, you know, the Tao Te Ching. Look it up. T-A-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-G. It's a very contradictory book. And it's about 88 passages of like very poetically written things. And it'll just be like desire withers the heart or you build a home for the empty space within it. And what that's showing you is like, they're two sides of the coin, but they're still connected. Like you can't separate, like when you look at the yin yang symbol, in a core of light is a core of darkness and a core of darkness is a core of light. It's all there. And I think what we do is we paint our perceptions on making things wrong and right. So I think the way to transcend it is to move beyond this black and white thing and just understand that life has a chaos and a gray area to it. And that's where I, you know, I use the word love, but words are flawed, you know. I just live in my truth, and that truth allows me to radiate authenticity. And I think authenticity is what people connect to. But what is authentic varies from a person moment by moment, depending on their energetic situation. So to be the bigger person or to be positive and proactive is almost to know thyself, one of my parts that I love in the matrix to know thyself is to mean that you are fully aware of how you react and maybe automated responses. So we're up in there. We got that. So let's move on to the next one. Sometimes it's easier to be self-deprecating than a negative Nancy. How can one come out of that rut and prevail? Mm, This is true. Now to me being negative and putting yourself down is just as quote unquote harmful as like being blindly optimistic. Like, hey, um, you know, people like, hey, things are gonna get better, things are gonna get better, but we don't do things to make better. So for me, how I'm able to get out the rut is be action-based. Look, I'm writing, I'm recording this podcast. I'm at 51 minutes. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't even know if I was gonna get to 20. Now I'm like, oh, is this shit too long? So then there you go, right? I'm just referring back to this non, non-judgment non way of just moving with things right now. And all I know is like when I'm in a state of doing, when I'm in a state of flow, it's like when you're moving with the energy of yourself and the universe and there's alignment, I call it the cord. I mentioned this in the other one. It's like when you're moving with different pitches at the same time, it builds a cord. So I say we act according to the situation and know that each situation is unique and you're going to have tools in the toolbox, but you know, maybe it won't work this time because back to the screwdriver thing, right? What if the screw uh, is stripped? Even though I have the screwdriver, the stripped screw won't be able to come out with a screwdriver. You know, I'm going to have to use a magnet or something else to cut out the screw. Who knows, right? But that's why I say approach each situation with a childlike curiosity and with the to me with the knowledge that I don't know and I I come in as a student always willing to learn that's really helped me get through a lot of it and that's connecting very much to the next question of how do you work around it when the ego becomes tied with the negative yeah you know the ego serves a purpose like perception like can we truly rid ourselves of our ego I don't think so. We could see what the ego is saying and not react on it. But once again, different things trigger our egos and different experience trigger us in uniquely different ways. And depending on where you're at, the trigger, like something may have not been a trigger for you before and it's a trigger now because you went through like an experience. So what I think it's going to take to quote unquote, you can't 
kill the ego, but you can transcend it by being aware of it. So it's like, think of it like this, a thought, right? Say your boss or whatever, someone's acting rude to you, disrespecting you, and the thought comes, I want to punch this motherfucker in the face, right? That thought arises, but then, right, we go through this level of understanding it, and then you could be like, all right, well, I don't want to punch this cat in the face, but then you you can look at it, and this is what I do. I trace everything to its root. I'm like, why do I want to punch this guy in the face? Oh, because he's yelling at me for being late. Okay, well, maybe the lesson is I need to be more punctual. Now this has nothing to do with this person anymore. So now it's not like this person's putting me down. It's like, ah, I got a gem. Notice time more. Cool. So then when it's not about that person and, you know, just not taking things personal, I'm able, and, you know, this is years and years of just, like, conditioning myself to, like, do what works best for me and recognize I will never know all the answers. So it's like you're jumping in a bottomless pit. There is no end to this. There is no bottom to this. But there are tools and you develop tools. And even though life may get more difficult or harder or challenging, the goal is you get better. So if life got 20% harder and you got, I've said this before, 50% better, boom, you're you're up by 30. And, and that's what this realm is about. It's about going through experiences that teach us how to be better within group settings and within solitude. So transcending the ego when it leads to negative thought and unworking on your conditioning and it takes a long time. But then when you constantly work at it, constantly become aware, it gets easier and easier and easier. Just like the more you work out, the more you play your instrument, you can figure it out. All right, going on to the next one. So I was going to do like a guided meditation, but I think I'll just tell y'all what I do because I used to do guided meditations and I stopped because I realized I was like, damn, I'm on the computer, I'm on the phone, I'm around electronics enough. So when I meditate, I like to remove myself from stimulation. So I'll just like go outside, I'll sit somewhere, no headphones, no music, no nothing. Because, you know, I I live in fucking New York. This place is stimulating no matter what and stimulating at all times. So for me, removing stimulation is how I get, I extract more out of meditation. So the technique that I use, that I use today is like, same thing. I got up around 7.38 today. And I've been moving my clock earlier. And and immediately when I was lying in the bed after I looked at the clock, I was like, oh, shit, it's this time. I started recognizing I was about to negatively punish myself or harm myself and be like, oh, you should have got up earlier, this and that and that. And then I was like, nah, bro, just sit there and be you and feel it. And I didn't look at the clock. And it was probably like 20 to 30 minutes that I just started reinforcing things that I want out of life in me, not being blindly delusional or optimistic But just like saying, dude, it's not a big deal that you're up at 7.30. This really isn't a big deal. Are you really going to punish yourself? It's this internal dialogue. And then I'm like, dude, you know where beating yourself up gets you. You really want to open that door? Nah. So then I I started laughing because, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then, you know, I did some yoga. I did some planks. I just did that. And then after doing that for about 10 minutes, I was in a good mood. I was like, all right, let's go and do this. I drank some water, right? These are the tools I got, super simple tools. So that's what it is. And for me, it's focusing on times where we are still and not stimulated. So I'm going to wrap this up by saying, I don't think things are inherently wrong or right, good or bad, negative or positive. It is what it is, and they're tools and what you make it. Like, some people shit on the internet, like, oh, man, this shit is, kids are going too crazy on the internet. It's not the internet, it's bad, it's us, what we're doing. Like, man, I've learned so much musical things for free, straight up. But then also, now I got to prioritize time where I'm offline, and that's a balance, right? So strike that balance, find that balance. I'm up out of here. (laughs) 